It's a Monday edition of PFTOT, and it's just me. Chris Sims had to leave right after we finished PFT Live. He's got a, an event at his son's school that he needs to attend. So I will rattle through six topics we didn't get to during today's PFT Live. It's amazing there's so much happening right now. But there is plenty to discuss and plenty to dissect. And we'll begin in Pittsburgh, where Ben Roethlisberger said over the weekend that it's nice to have normalcy after a few crazy years with the team. And I I think that a lot of that is obvious and evident, but he needs to tread lightly here because he's part of the reason for the craziness that the team has dealt with, the resentment that developed in the locker room over his propensity to call players out, typically through that 93.7 The Fan radio interview that he does every Tuesday during the regular season. So he does bear some of the responsibility. He has spoken publicly about bearing some of the responsibility in the not-too-distant past. So the idea of Ben Roethlisberger exhaling because it's now going to be normal in Pittsburgh, that seems to suggest that he doesn't fully appreciate his role in the dysfunction that the Steelers have been dealing with. So it bears watching how this plays out for the Steelers in 2019. There seems to be a sense that the the shots that have been fired by guys like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, that will help pull the organization together, make the players closer, cause them to achieve more collectively, cause them to believe in each other and, and just take an us-against-the-world mentality. We'll see. Because Ben Roethlisberger is still the same guy who made those critical comments about teammates, and sometimes I just wonder whether he even realizes what he's saying when he's saying it and how it ultimately can be characterized as a potential slight against the skills, abilities, and efforts of somebody he plays with. So keep your popcorn out. I'm not saying get it ready, but but at least have the kernels ready. Don't Don't pop it yet. It may get stale. But get the oil, get the machine, have it plugged in, get your little bottle of, of kernels, keep the cap on to keep them fresh as well. But you may be making some popcorn if you're paying attention to the Pittsburgh Steelers coming up this season. You won't be buying a jersey anytime soon of a running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New coach Bruce Arians says he doesn't need a Todd Gurley or a David Johnson. And the broader point is this, and we've seen this play out over the last decade in the NFL. You don't need to pay for a running back. You don't need to over pay you don't need to pay all that much you don't need to do much more than use a mid-round draft pick and if you get a guy who fits your system he can become a great running back that's what Arians had in Arizona with David Johnson and David Johnson had a couple of great years and he had a season that was lost to a broken wrist and he got his new contract last year and he kind of had a a, a great year but not great good but not great year I don't want to demean his skill set but he didn't have the kind of year we thought he would have based upon his first two and they're paying him big money now and I think that Bruce Arian's real point is you can find production at that position without making a major financial commitment and more and more teams realize that the challenge becomes when you get a guy who fits your system who you got in round three four five six seven or undrafted and that guy becomes a star because he's scoring touchdowns the fans love him they get his jersey he's on everyone's fantasy team what do you do when the time comes to pay him do you let him walk away the way the Cowboys did with DeMarco Murray? Or do you go ahead and bite the bullet and keep a star player around? Now, if you're already a star team like the Cowboys, you can get away with it. Could the Buccaneers get away with developing a great young tailback and not keeping him? Well, by the time that that great young tailback would be ready for a new contract, Bruce Arians probably won't be the coach anymore. But for now, 
they're not making the big investment. For now, they're hoping that one of the guys on the roster or more will develop into, within the confines of the system, the kind of star running back production that they need without that star running back compensation. It's unclear how much compensation is going to be available for players in the XFL. Maybe for some more than what the AAF was paying, maybe for some less. But star power is going to be necessary either to create it or attract it in order to make the XFL successful. Johnny Manziel has expressed interest in playing for the XFL. And over the weekend, Commissioner Oliver Luck not really reciprocating that interest. And here's what I think is ultimately going on. This isn't about Johnny Manziel's off-field issues or past baggage. This is about the belief that the XFL is eventually going to be able to try to recruit quarterbacks who are currently third and fourth string on NFL depth charts who get cut on that Saturday of Labor Day weekend. And all of a sudden, there's all these quarterbacks out there, plenty of recognizable names, plenty of guys who have been in training camp and had preseason experience in 2019 guys who may also have played games in past years guys who may have started games in past years guys who are good enough to be part of the current competition for roster spots all of those guys may be better than Johnny Manziel because Manziel hasn't been able to get back into the NFL since the Browns let him go three years ago so I think that what Oliver Luck is ultimately saying we're not going to box ourselves in with Manziel when there may be better quarterbacks available to us come September. Now, here's the difference. Your Landry Joneses, your David Fails, your backup third and fourth string slappy quarterbacks, all due respect, they're not Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel still moves the needle. Johnny Manziel is going to sell tickets and jerseys and excitement. Last year when he was playing in the Canadian Football League, the ratings on ESPN2 were through the roof. Now, I don't know that he still has that sizzle because it really didn't go all that well for him in the Canadian Football League. But, man, if you're trying to make a spring football league work, and I'm not convinced one ever will, I want to see the XFL succeed. I don't think it will. You're in a better spot if you have star players. You're in a better spot if you have Johnny Manziel, not Landry Jones, because nobody's going to tune in to see Landry Jones. Plenty of people are going to tune in to see Johnny Manziel. If you tune into the NFL this year, you will not see Marvin Lewis. And if you don't tune into the NFL this year, you may not be alone because Marvin Lewis in an interview over the weekend with CBS Sports Radio suggested he may not watch the NFL this year. And he made it clear. Now, Marvin was very uh, talkative in response to most questions. But for some of them, if it got a little bit close to something that was a little bit sore for him, he didn't have much to say. You know, do you miss it at all? No. How big of a transition has it been for you to not be in the NFL? Not not a tough transition at all. Do you see yourself going back? Nah, I don't think so. And he was ultimately asked, will he watch games? And he said, yeah, I'd rather watch golf than football. And I'm going to be busy because Lewis, by the way, working for Arizona State on Herm Edwards' staff as a special advisor, he said, I got plenty of things to do on Sunday. So I just get the impression that, you know, even though he was an NFL coach, assistant and head coach for 27 years, he had enough. And he's ready to move on. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't make his way back to the NFL at some point. But if he completely checks out altogether and just isn't interested, how's he positioned himself to be a head coach again? And and you look, no one interviewed him to be a head coach with all the other jobs that were open after he was let go by the Bengals this year. So I have a feeling that it's the end of the road for Marvin Lewis in the NFL. He knows it. And uh, he's reacting accordingly. And uh, I think that he's ready to close the book permanently on the NFL chapter of his coaching career, but embrace, again, uh, a college coaching career that he hadn't been part of for nearly three decades. 
The Jets are now embracing Robbie Anderson. Not that they were inclined not to, but Joe Douglas, the new GM, raving about Robbie Anderson in comments to Albert Breer of SI.com. The idea that Anderson is a pleasant surprise that Douglas has seen based upon the film he's studied. And look, you pair up Robbie Anderson with Sam Darnold, budding franchise quarterback, Adam Gase putting together a system that should be conducive to passing the football. Robbie Anderson could end up making himself a lot of money because he's in a contract year. And maybe sooner than later, the Jets would be wise to go ahead and and get Robbie Anderson extended before they see that pleasant surprise turn into a very pleasant reality for the Jets as he's racking up catches and yardage and touchdowns. So keep an eye on Robbie Anderson. I know people are already doing their fantasy football legwork and they're thinking about who they may want, who's on their wish list, who are they going to try to get in the middle rounds of the draft. A mid to late round guy that you may be able to get this year is Robbie Anderson. It could be a good investment because it sounds like, at least for now, the Jets may have some big plans for him. All right, I, look. I'm going to wrap this one today by talking about something I specifically left out of PFT Live because I really don't want to give the guy any more attention than he's already getting. And it's amazing to me, although I guess it shouldn't be, that O.J. Simpson has made such a splash in his debut on Twitter. I thought it was a joke on Saturday morning when I saw a tweet from O.J. Simpson. It's not. And he apparently was serious when he said in his first message to the world, I got some getting even to do. Mm, no, you don't. I could say other people have some getting even to do, but I don't encourage, you know, taking the law into your own hands. I, I do encourage Fred Goldman and the family of Nicole Brown Simpson to get every last dollar they can out of O.J. Simpson. And I guess the great irony would be if he could somehow monetize the platform to provide more money to the victims of that double homicide. And remember, even though he was acquitted in criminal court, a civil jury found him responsible for the deaths of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman. So as far as the eyes of the civil justice system are concerned, he is a killer and he has killed two people. And I think most people who have any common sense, who are capable of of not digging into, you know, whatever preconceived notions they may have had back in the mid 90s, the guy did it. And the idea that he's a debuting on Twitter the same week as the 25th anniversary of the slayings. The guy, the guy just doesn't get it. And, you know, I followed him for a day and I decided I just can't do it in good conscience. I I just can't. Um, If he says something significant, I'm sure someone will report it more power to him. And we may have something to say about it for now. This is all I plan to say about OJ Simpson. I'm not going to follow him. And I don't think that, that uh, he has any business having a public platform, but you know what? If people are and and here's the thing, he's going to misconstrue people following him with people supporting him or people liking him. People are following him because they want to see what he does next. And uh, who knows what he's going to do next. But I, I hope the one thing he would do next is just go away for good. But unfortunately, after a couple of years of relative silence following his release from prison in Las Vegas, it sounds like O.J. Simpson is ready to reenter public life uh and uh, God help us all. That's it for today's Monday or, or Mondays or today or whatever. PFTOT. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of PFT Live. And Sims will stick around for PFTOT. We're getting closer and closer to our hiatus from NBC, NBCSN. But there is still so much happening in the National Football League, and we will keep you up to date on a website that will never go on hiatus. We are updating it with content every day of the year, profootballtalk.com. Check us out around the clock there. We'll see you back here again on Tuesday for another edition of PFT Live and PFT OT. Have a great day. 